Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. horse with a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hayo Silver, the Lone Ranger. faithful Indian companion, Toto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, big fellow. In the main office of the Santa Fe Railroad in St. Louis, the vice president in charge of construction and expansion looked up as his assistant entered his private office. Do you want to see me, Mr. Cushing? Yes, Radford, I do. Read this telegram. Mr. Elmore Cushing, Vice President, Santa Fe Railroad, St. Louis, Missouri. Dear sir, I'm sorry to inform you that your construction superintendent, Lynn Pierce, was killed in an Indian ambush. All the work has stopped. Please advise. Jake Lackey, foreman. Say, this is serious, Mr. Cushing. Of course it's serious. Pierce is the third superintendent to be killed in two months. Ever since we've tried to run our tracks through Eagle Valley, this side of Las Vegas. We've had trouble ever since construction reached that valley. When Sam Comstock, that freight line owner in Las Vegas, bought up all the valley land to keep us from getting the right-of-way. Well, it took a couple of months, but we finally talked Comstock into selling to us. I know, at a terrific price. 
We should have tried to get a federal condemnation order and forced him to give it up. Well, that would have taken many months. And what's more, we'd have had Comstock fighting us every inch of the way. Yes, I suppose that's right. But construction can't go on without a construction superintendent. What do we do now? Send another man out there right away. It's getting difficult to find anyone who'll take the risk. Those Indians seem to make it a point to get rid of each superintendent that goes out there. There's absolutely no one we can get who'll go out and take that job now, Mr. Cushing. No one. Yes, there is. Who? I worked my way up in railroad construction. I'll go out there myself. By thunder, I'll get the tracks laid through that valley and into Las Vegas if I have to call upon the army to help me do it. I'll leave St. Louis tomorrow morning. The Lone Ranger and Tonto had ridden into New Mexico territory in pursuit of a killer outlaw. After the outlaw had been captured and turned over to the law in Santa Fe, the masked man and Indian decided to ride over to the vicinity of Las Vegas. Tonto had heard a discussion in the cafe about the trouble the railroad was having, and it was because of this that the two men headed for Las Vegas and made camp in the nearby hills. One day, Tonto returned to the camp from a trip into town. Well, Tonto, any news in town? Ah, me here men in cafe say, new feller coming to take charge of railroad. I wondered if they'd get anyone else to take the job, since three superintendents have already been killed. Oh, uh, when has he arrived, did they say? Ah, him get to Fort Union by train today. Leave in morning on stage for Las Vegas. The Indians who have caused all the trouble for the railroad gang hear about it. They might waylay the stage and murder the new superintendent. Ah, it's not good men in town talk about it. I understand a man named Sam Comstock owns that stage line. That right. Him fellow who fight railroad for a long time, and him sell him land through valley. He must have been finally convinced that the railroad would be a good thing for this territory. I hope Comstock realizes the danger of the new man and puts an extra guard or two on the stage. Me here fellow in cafe mentioned Comstock. Oh, what did he say? That Comstock say, railroad plenty foolish to send other men out to be murdered. Him say at better railroad, give up old route and not bring trains through Las Vegas. I see. Comstock seems to think the same thing will happen to the new man that happened to the three others. Ah. Otto, we'll ride the trail toward Fort Union and try to reach there in time to follow that stage back to Las Vegas. At the hotel in Las Vegas, where the railroad crew made their headquarters when not camped along the right-of-way, Jake Lackey, the foreman, was talking to some of the men. All of you talked a lot around town about the new super coming out from Fort Union on the stage tomorrow. Sure, sure. Now, that's what I wanted you to do. If there's any spy and coyote in town who tip off those murdering redskins, we'll be a jump ahead of them this time. Well, if the super isn't coming on the stage, Jake, just how is he coming? We're hitching the caboose to the work train in Fort Union. The new super ride out to the point where construction stopped at the valley. Now, you, Baldy, with a couple of others, will ride with me to meet him and bring him here. Hey, that's a good idea. Everybody thinks he's riding the stage. We leave here after breakfast and get there in time to meet the work train. Meantime.
time in the freight line office, Sam Comstock, the owner, was in conversation with two of his men. I called you and Tex in here, Rusty, because I want to be sure there's no slip-up. You savvy? Yeah, sure, Sam. You can count on us, boys. From the talk that's been going around, we know that new super for the railroad construction gang has taken the stage from Fort Union tomorrow morning. Yeah, we heard that. All right, you and Tex get that gang of yours and head for your cave hideout. Huh? Get into your Indian disguises and be ready to waylay that stage somewhere between here and Fort Union. Right. Now, remember, I don't want that super to get here alive. But be careful of the driver and the guard. They work for me. We'll stop the stage and plug that super with a Comanche air so there'll be no question about who killed him. Do the men on the stage know what we intend to do? Yep, I sent them word. Now, get going and do a good job. It's as good as done right now, Sam. Letting the railroad company think Redskins got that new super even before he could get on the job will discourage them plenty. <laughs> I ought to be able to buy back that valley land for almost nothing. The following morning, the Lone Ranger and Tonto picked up the trail of the stage just after it left Fort Union. They followed at a distance for a couple of hours. Finally, the stage went out of sight around a bend. Just before the masked man and Indian reached the bend, they heard shots and what seemed to be Indians yipping. Indians must be attacking the stage. That's right. Come on, Silver. count. As the two men rounded the bend, they saw five or six Indians in war bonnets surrounding the stage. The shooting had stopped, and the Lone Ranger suddenly signaled a halt. Look, Toto. The driver and guard are talking to those Indians. Ah. Driver and guard still have guns, not have hands raised. Something strange about that. Those Indians don't seem hostile. One of them opened coach door and looked inside. Now in closed door. If the new superintendent is inside, they haven't bothered him, it seems. Isn't that right? They waved to driver. Now them leaving. Them not see us. Them ride off to side over hill. We follow stage, Kimis, Hubby? Yes, we'll stop it and question the driver and guard. Come on, Silver. Come on, Scout. The Lone Ranger and Tonto rapidly gained on the stagecoach. They fired a few warning shots. As the stage slowed to a stop, they rode up on either side. Hold it! They got us covered from both sides. Throw down your guns and reach. We better do as he says. There isn't much in the money box, mister. We don't have any passengers you could rob. We didn't stop you to rob the stage. Then why did you stop us? We're curious about those Indians who stopped you a few minutes ago. We saw them talk to you then right away. Oh, oh them. <laughs> they was looking for a certain party who wasn't on the stage. Those Indians were wearing war bonnets, which usually indicates they're on the war path. Strange they didn't harm either of you or search the stage for loot. Well, now, I reckon I got away with Indians, mister. So I just talked them out of it. Like I said, they were after someone who wasn't with us. I see. Well, we'll leave now. You can get your guns and be on your way. Come on, Silver. Come on, Scout. Lone Ranger and Tonto turned and rode back along the trail. When they reached the place where the Indians had stopped the stage, they pulled rein. You you think Indians look for man who come to take charge of railroad gang? It could be, but he must have changed his plans. Fellas on stage, plenty lucky. Indians not kill him. 
In spite of all the shooting we heard, no one seemed to be hurt. Ah. If Indians wounded, them sure kill fellas on stage. Yes, you're right. Indians on the warpath aren't that friendly. Tano, we'll pick up the trail of those Indians and see where they went. All right, let's go. Monsieur! When the stage arrived in Las Vegas, the driver went to the freight line office and told Sam Comstock what had happened. Sam was both surprised and displeased. Hey, Thunder, I don't savvy this at all. First, that new super doesn't ride the stage, and, and then a couple of owl hoots hold you up and do nothing but ask questions. Oh, you're rusty in text now. Well, I suppose you already know that hombre wasn't on the stage, Yeah, Sam. so I just found out. Must have changed his plans at the last minute. But the thing that puzzles me is that a masked hombre and an Indian stopped the stage after you fellas did. And just asked a lot of questions. What do you mean, asked a lot of questions? Just that. They didn't even attempt to take anything. Just asked why the Indians who stopped us were so friendly. Things like that. Yeah, that's a hot one. Hey, wait a minute. What'd that masked man look like? Tall, well-built, and riding a fine white stallion with fancy gear. The other was an Indian on a paint. Holy smoke, it must be the same two. What do you mean, the same two? Yeah, Tex, what are you talking uh, about? Listen, before I left Texas a few months ago, I heard a lot about a couple of hombres like that. A masked man and Indian riding together. That masked hombre's dynamite. He's known down there as the Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger? Seems to me I've heard of him. Isn't he on the side of the law? Yeah, he sure is. I tell you, boss, it's bad having them two around right now. That masked hombre's all you say is we better lay off that Indian stuff for a while. Yeah, that's hey, right. Hey, look, out the window. Huh? The foreman of the railroad gang and some of his men riding toward the hotel. Yeah, let's have a look. Hey, I'll bet that one riding with him is a new super. The man we want to get rid of. Uh-huh. I reckon he rode over to meet him. That's why he wasn't on the stage. Well, no matter. We lay plans to finish him off before he can get work started on that right away through the valley. Hey, don't forget that hombre, the Lone Ranger. Of course we won't forget, Tex. It just means we have to get rid of two hombres instead of one. <laughs> before long, folks will hear that Indians have ambushed both the new superintendent and the Lone Ranger. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger adventure. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. to continue. From the description given by the stage driver, Tex recognized the Lone Ranger and Tonto. 
Sam Comstock, the owner of the freight line, stated that their plans would include the death of the Lone Ranger, along with that of the new superintendent, Elmore Cushing, who was speaking to a gathering of the railroad gang in the lobby of the hotel. Men, I decided to come out here myself because there's more to this trouble than meets the eye. Jake Baldy and I are going to ride out to the valley right away so I can look things over. And tomorrow we'll go to work in full force. Better watch out they don't ambush you. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. right. Don't worry, I'll keep my eyes open. Let's get our horses now, Jake, and get started. A few minutes later, the stage guard hurriedly entered Sam Comstock's office, where Sam was still conferring with Tex Rusty and the driver. Hey, boss, I just heard something. Yeah, what's up? I heard the new super named McCushion talking to the railroad men. He's riding out to the valley right away with two of them to look things over. This would be a good chance to ambush him, boss. Yeah, it would. You and Rusty get back to the cave and tell the others. All six of you get into your Indian disguises and get to the valley as fast as you can. You'll be six against three. What about that mare, Stormbrook? Ah, he won't expect us to move so quick. We'll attend to him later. Now get going and do a good job. Meanwhile, the Lone Ranger and Tonto had lost the trail of the so-called Indians who had stopped the stage. They rode up to a bluff and stopped to look around. Them have camped somewhere in foothills, maybe. Look for smoke from a campfire, Tonto. Me look, but me not see smoke. Oh, wait a minute, Tonto. I thought I saw someone on the other side of the stream. I'll use my telescope. Hmm? What you see, Kimisabi? Two men on horseback. About to cross the stream up there. Them Indians, maybe? No. They're going across now. The masked man watched through the telescope a few moments. Then he spoke again. Otto, they rode onto the bank on this side of the stream, then suddenly disappeared. Maybe their cave that go into bluff. I was thinking the same thing. I think we'll ride up there and investigate, Tonto. We'll take you up there, mister. Reach for you. Startled by the voice behind them, the Lone Ranger and Tonto turned to stare into the faces of Sam Comstock and the stage driver. You both covered. Now reach. Better do as he says, Tonto. Uh-huh. Look, other fellow, one who drives stage. Yes, I know. He could have shot you both right out of the saddle while you were busy watching those two horsemen upstream. But a party of three is riding into Eagle Valley over on the left right now. I don't want them to get suspicious by hearing shooting. It's sure lucky we saw these hombres up here when we came up to watch the ambush in the valley. You think we're outlaws? You're mistaken, mister. I didn't say we thought you were outlaws. Fact is, we know you're the Lone Ranger and his Indian friend. Well, you have the advantage of me. I don't know you. No matter. You won't live long enough to let it mean anything to you. Unholster your guns and drop them to the ground, Prado. You first. Slowly, the Lone Ranger lowered his hands toward his holsters. Sam watched him closely, but not close enough. As the Lone Ranger's hands closed on his guns, he nudged the great horse Silver with one knee. Silver suddenly whirled around. At the same time, one of the masked man's guns blazed. Drop your gun or you got the same. Wait, wait, I'll drop it. Come on, Scott, come on. The Lone Ranger and Toto rode close to the two other men, stopped and dismounted. Easy, silly big fellow. Easy, fella. We'll tie them to their horses and take them with us, Toto. It took only a couple of minutes to tie Sam and the driver to their horses. Then the Lone Ranger said, They spoke of coming up here to watch an ambush in the valley, Toto. We'll go down into the valley and give warning. We'll take these men with us until we find out just what this is all about. Easy, steady, big fella. Easy, fella. Come on, Silver. Get him up, Scout. (laughs) 
The Lone Ranger and Toto, leading the horses of the other two, followed a trail from the bluff that led into the valley. Meantime, Elmore Cushing, with Jake and Baldy, rode slowly into the valley and headed toward the construction shack at the upper end, where work on the rails had stopped. This valley will make a natural roadbed for our rails, Jake. I say that within one month, we'll be bringing trains right into Las Vegas. We'll be bringing them in if you live that long. <laughs> I'll live a while yet, Jake. And I intend to go back to St. Louis with my scalp intact. Maybe the Indians who caused the trouble have left this territory by now. I wish I could think so. Hey, wait a minute. Oh, 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 oh. What's the matter? I just saw several horsemen go around a bend in the trail that leads from that bluff over there into this valley. Hey, maybe it's him coming to get the boss. We'll find out. Fact we'll surprise them by throwing lead at them before they know what's happened. Let's ride behind those big boulders over there and be ready for them when they get close enough. Get up, get up. Cushing, with Jake and Baldy, waited behind the big boulders near which the Lone Ranger and Toto would pass with their two prisoners. Jake, they might be folks just passing through. Nope. That trail doesn't come from anywhere except up on that bluff where some hombres could wait for us to come into the valley. When they come around that sharp turn the trail ahead, they'll make perfect targets. That's right, they will. We'll shoot first and ask questions afterwards. No one has any right in this valley but men from the railroad gang. I hear them coming now. Get your guns ready. <coughs> there they come. Look! A masked hombre and an Indian with two others. Now, no, wait, him. don't shoot. I know that man. Know him? What the Hold devil? Hold smoke, Jake. That's Sam Comstock and the stage driver with him. And they're tied up. Stop where you are. Come on, Jake. That's the one, all right. I remember him. Hi there. Glad to see you again. Elmore Cushing. What are you doing here? <laughs> Came out to finish the railroad job through the valley. Being a vice president in St. Louis is too tame for me anyway. Uh, Jake, Baldy, this ask man saved my life once when we were laying rails near Fort Dodge in Kansas. He's our friend. Howdy. Uh, howdy. Then uh, you're the new superintendent. Uh, temporarily, until I get trains into Las Vegas. What's Sam Comstock doing all tied up? And the stage driver, too. Well, that's a long story. No time for telling it now. But these two need watching for a while. Oh, so that's Mr. Comstock. He's the man who sold us the valley. That is, after doing everything to block us. Gosh, he shouldn't be tied up, though. He mentioned being on the bluff to watch an ambush. I suggest we take cover behind the boulders you just left. Perhaps we'll know what he meant before long. This is all local. By thunder, I'll cause plenty of trouble for all of you for this. If you meant no harm, Mr. Comstock, I'll give you a chance to prove it. Let's go behind those boulders now. After the group had settled behind the boulders, the Lone Ranger spoke again. Mr. Cushing, I suggest you change coats and hats with Comstock. Then let him take your horse and ride along the valley. I scraped his wrist with a bullet a while ago, but it's just a scratch, so he's able to ride. I don't know what this is all about, but I'll follow your suggestion. No, no, I won't do it. Well, you want to go free, don't you? And take Mr. Cushing's coat and hat and horse, then you can ride back to town through the valley. No, no, I won't do it, the Indians might be waiting in ambush. The only Indian signs we've seen were those left for the ones who held up your stage, Comstock. Your stage driver said they're friendly Indians, so there's no reason to be afraid. Yeah, but they'll think I'm cushing the new super. Never mind. I I have an idea what this is all about now. 
Masabi. Yes. We see five, six Indians coming down slope. I gagged the two prisoners. Then we'll let them get close to them. Get busy. Uh. Meantime, Rusty and Tex, wearing Indian dress and war bonnets, led four others who were also in disguise. As they headed down the slope, Tex was saying, Well, I don't see them any place, but they'll be alone. Yeah. Now we'll hide among the boulders, then jump out and take them by surprise. After we shoot that superintendent, make sure we put an arrow into him. So it'll look like real redskins did the job. He's the one we gotta be sure to get. That's right. Now remember the rest of you. Be sure to yip and act like Indians. As the fake Indians approached the boulders where Cushing and the others waited, they were suddenly startled when a masked figure stepped partly out from the boulders and spoke sharply. Stop where you are and reach. Oh, the masked man, him alone. All right, go into your act. Let's get him, boys. Anticipating the gang's actions, the Lone Ranger with blazing guns sprang back behind the boulders. Not realizing others were waiting, the gang threw plenty of lead as they raced forward and spread out to surround the boulders. But the battle that followed took them wholly by surprise. They faced five men instead of only the masked man. Finally, the six men in Indian dress were badly defeated, several of them being wounded. They were rounded up and brought to the place where Comstock and the driver lay, tied and gagged. Look, it's the boss. Yes. Comstock has told us plenty. Enough to clear up all that's taken place around here in the past. So he told, huh? I suppose he put all the blame on us. Well, it was his idea dressing like Comanches and killing off those construction bosses so he could get back to Valleyland cheap. He can't put our heads in a noose without coming with us. Take Comstock's gag away, Toto. Uh-uh. <laughs> Tex, Rusty, you fools. Because I was gagged and couldn't warn you, that mask hombre tricked you into talking. We've certainly heard enough. By thunder, Comstock, it's hard to believe. But you'll hang with the rest of them. Yeah, thanks to the mask hombre. Men like Comstock are a great menace to the progress of the West. The railroad will bring prosperity in time. But Comstock wasn't smart enough to see that he would prosper along with others. He thought only of his own immediate gain, even to the extent of committing several murders. Now, Mr. Cushing, if you, Jake, and Baldy need our help to get uh, there... We can get them back to town, sir. <laughs> None of them is in very good shape to put up a fight. Thanks again for what you've done. This is the second time you've saved my life. We need men like you in the West, Mr. Cushing. Men who risk their lives time and again if need be. I'm glad we could be of service. Well, adios, Mr. Cushing. Adios. Come, Toto, we have a long way to go. If it hadn't been for that ornery mast hombre button in, we'd have finished what we came to do. I expected trouble. <laughs> well, bless my shiny pate. If old Texas ain't upset over that little old mask hombre. Seems like they must have crossed paths before somewhere. Yeah, he should have stayed in Texas where he belongs. I reckon Texas don't want the likes of you, but they'll be glad to get him back. Who is he, boss? He's a real American who belongs not only to Texas, but to the entire far west. Or for that matter, to any part of his country where he can be of help. That masked man is the Lone Ranger.
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Enterprises, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company.